actually good because it was moving backwards. Look, they're lightweight and directional. <laughs> Why does it move like front and backwards like that? That's wild. I, I don't know. That's one of the rollers must be out around. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like shifted or something. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. What's up, Gels? I'm Hi. Sam. I'm Gels, by the way. Hello, welcome. I, we always forget who we are. I forget Ryan starts recording like 10 minutes before I'm actually ready for things. Yep. <laughs> so today we're talking about best beginner drift cars. Okay. You're a beginner with a drift car. Yeah. Did I do good? Yeah, you did pretty good. Okay. We didn't talk about Angel's it. Gel's got a BMW X drive. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I got a front wheel drive Civic. Oh yeah. I heard they drift. drift really well. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that. But before we jump into talking about best beginner drift cars, what do we have on our website, Gels? We got, you know, some wheels. Yep. Uh, we also got some tires. A lot of tires. Uh, even some suspension as well. And I think we have stuff on sale right now. We do. Some of the best prices. Yeah, we got a ton of inventory, yeah. you know, and uh, we want to get it to you guys. So um, we got some stuff going on. Uh, so yeah, you should go check it out because it's really cool. You and we got new the ones. new white Titan, yeah. Dove White. And hopefully, <clears throat> depending on, you know, shipping ports and containers and logistics, we get our new wheels soon. Yeah, so if you guys are listening to this, it should be really, really close you know, as to win it. And I know we told you guys, oh, the Kano Travel are coming out. Like, yeah. oh boy. In like, what, May or something mm -hmm. like that? Not our fault. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, I at this point, I almost wish it was. So you guys could just blame it on us. But like, oh, yeah. those silly guys. And it's like, no, because if it was our fault, we probably would have fixed it by now. And but we hear you and see you in the comments. Not, it's, it's shipping. They'll be here. And then we'll all have tri spokes. Pretty sure they're just Pretty like soon. sitting on the ocean they are like on a ship just waiting to be unloaded for like the last month uh it's actually i think they are waiting outside the port right now that's crazy it is but there's a lot of them so the good news is when they do get here there'll be a lot of them here at one so, time yeah they'll, they'll like all show up <laughs> let's go hopefully but anyway welcome to the between the spokes and anovia wheels podcast like i said i'm joe i'm sam and sam we're talking about best beginner drift cars <clears throat> today yeah so this okay. is a question and whenever i see someone do a like an ama thing or whatever mm -hmm. on instagram like oh i'm taking a road trip ask me some questions to keep me entertained yep. and they're one of my friends that drift if they have a decent following one of the questions that always comes up <laughs> well two questions how do i get into drifting and what's the best beginner drift car how to get into drifting to show up to a drift event with a drift car that's literally like yeah how you do it yeah. it's <laughs> mind-blowing but like you just show up to do the thing yep um but the second one best beginner drift car that's a little bit more opinionated sure. and there are i think actual cars that are like just factually better than others but then there's a whole gray area of of what you should suggest so gels you're a beginner drifter. Yeah. And you bought your first drift car. I did. Which was a Nissan 240SX. Yes. What, when you were shopping for cars, were you thinking of or did you think would be good drift cars? So initially what I set out looking for was like a 350Z. I think that mm -hmm. was always something like a car that I wanted in general. Yep. Um, and I thought it would have been a good platform to start doing stuff with. It had like a decent amount of horsepower from the factory, a mm -hmm. lot of aftermarket support. Um, the wheel size is like something pretty common. So it's like, perfect we have the perfect fitment for it. So it's like, um, 
that was all the stuff I was keeping in mind. So honestly, I was looking at everything. I was I was like shopping around at like Copart and like all these mm. auction sites. I'm like, I don't yep. care if it's like hail damage. I don't care, you know, all this stuff. I just wanted to find something that actually was like decent enough, had like was going to be like reliable, and uh, you know wasn't just completely rusted or clapped out. And uh, that was turned out to be really hard <laughs> to yeah, find. Yeah, I remember you finding a, a couple 350Zs, like one that lost like a rear wheel or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so what what made you end up not pursuing the 350Z? Harder? I just couldn't find one in my price range. So I I was telling myself so like, what was your price range? Because I think that's important for people. Yeah, I people wanted that too. I wanted to say like, and this was honestly at the time when shit was, I'd say it's starting to come down a little bit now. Yeah, it is. But like this was almost peak, if not like before peak, like prices of cars. Peak bullshit this was price. Like the, yeah, this was like winter. Yeah, like this last winter, and uh, it was I was looking. So my cap was like eight thousand. Mm -hmm. I was like, I don't really want to go over eight thousand if I can, because I sold the FRS. Um, whatever you know, I got back from that is what the cash I had around to play with, because I wanted to keep some money for a down payment on my new daily. Mm -hmm. So I was like eight grand, and then I can have a little bit left over for the daily, and then like any mods or stuff that I need to yeah. get for whatever car that I get. Um, so yeah, I was like, I couldn't find, like if it was $8,000, it didn't have a title. If it had a title, it was completely rusted out. If it wasn't rusted out, it was like mechanically questionable, <laughs> in, you know, disrepair. Like it was just, <clears throat> I, I couldn't find like the perfect culmination of stuff. And, and the rust was honestly the biggest one because it's like, obviously it's gonna be a car you're gonna be working on a ton. Rust is like the worst, thing to deal with ever yeah. i i know it's like oh it's like wisconsin rust is the worst thing ever to deal with besides i think i heard like pennsylvania is really bad too but yeah it, it just doesn't <laughs> um it doesn't get better no. um, without major repair like yeah. if it's body rust that usually means the underside is rusty it's too. rusted through yeah. yeah yeah so that was like the biggest thing and i was like i can't really find anything i opened up my search pretty wide and i was like i was looking down south i like found a couple even like in texas i was like i'll drive like yeah. i don't care texas had some like decent ones but like again that's like a 20 hour drive down yep. there and uh i was like ah, i don't know but there was always this 240 that kept popping up in like the the you know suggested outside Beautiful of your color range yeah yeah <laughs> the blarg green um <laughs> But yeah, it, it kept popping up. It was in my price range. And I was like, why is this thing actually in my price range? Because I'm like, I'm not even going to look at 240s because yeah. I just know they're going to be 12 grand, 15 grand. Know what I got. Doesn't have an engine, stripped interior. Yeah, that whole um, You know, just needs a tune, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, and they're all like S14s. And the S14 was like, yeah, if the body was clean, it didn't have a drivetrain, yeah. like at all. And they wanted 10K for it. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And, um, but this this S13 kept popping up, and I was like, all right, I'll, I'll I'll look at it. And the more I kept like looking at it, I was like, this thing actually set up pretty good. Like, mm -hmm. um, the guy that owned it had, had been drifting, or he built it like seven years ago. He'd been driving it ever since. I think he actually ended up selling it to a buddy um, that drove with him. Um, the guy wanted to get rid of it. He ended up buying it back, and he's like, ah, I, in a Corolla's now. I don't really want the 240. Yeah. And he's like. I'll sell it. <laughs> so that's why it was, he's like, I built the car. He knew what it was worth. Like, 
the condition that it was in. He's like, it's a turnkey drift car for anyone that's looking to get into it. I was like, Sick. I'm looking for something like that. Yeah. And it's in my price range. And I showed it to you. You're like, yeah, it looks good. I was like, all right, I'm going to camp. Yeah, look at the mod list. And it's like, <laughs> uh, it, good it wasn't parts. like overdone. No, like, it wasn't overdone. The cage, I think that's the, the cage only. Is aggressive. <laughs> yeah. I, I think he needed it for tandems is why sure. he did that. But you know, it was a good car. It turned out to be a good car. Yeah. Uh, I think we just got a couple things to work through with mm -hmm. it. And there were some small issues. There wasn't anything that we no. couldn't overcome in a couple hours. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that I think that was a good choice. So that that kind of gets into what I want to talk about. Is like I want to like you guys to hear Gels' mentality of like what he was looking for, because he was asking me some questions along the way, but I wasn't sitting there like you need this, you need this, this, and this, yeah. and this. It was like, hey, what do you think of this? So I was trying to help him like decide on his own, because ultimately you need to decide on your own. Because if you if you're just you gotta have, be happy with the car that you buy. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, otherwise, because, you're not gonna want to do anything with it. Because drifting is a very much sport about self expression. Yes. So if you are buying a car because someone else told you to buy it and you didn't really like it, mm -hmm. it kind of takes a little bit of the fun away from it. Right. And it, so you need to like it. That's that's the first thing. Let's get that out of the way. You need to like the car. So then options. Yeah. First of all, don't think you can just go do something weird and <laughs> it'll be okay. Or like, man, I've never seen anyone drift this. Yeah, I'm gonna go get like a, a Trans Am because yeah. that'll be super cool and different. And it's like, yeah, you're, you're right. It would be cool and different, but um, it's gonna be a nightmare. Yeah, it'll be way harder because unless you have friends that drift that chassis that's weird or whatever, it's gonna be hard to get information for it. It'll yeah. be harder to get parts for it. So, and harder to like understand how to drive the car. Like it'll just be, difficult from the yeah. start. Don't do that. Make it easy on yourself. That's like maybe drift car number two. The the very easy option, and it's a meme though, in my opinion, is an S chassis. Yeah. I think the S chassis is really easy to drift. It's a great car, has probably the biggest aftermarket for any drift car or any car period uh, that's out there. The aftermarket is huge. The knowledge base is out there. Parts are plenty, plenty available. And they're pretty cheap for the most part. Exactly, like, parts are very cheap for it um, in comparison to some other stuff we'll talk about. And they're out there. The thing is you gotta find it. Yeah. And that's the, the hard part where Gels is saying, oh, they're wanting shells for 12K. They're down from that now, but they, they aren't cheap. Yeah. But you also aren't trying to find the cleanest S chassis that's out there. Right. I, I'd suggest go with something like an S13 mm -hmm. if you can and when it comes to drift cars too, we'll get into some other stuff, but you don't need a lot of power. So that K motor that it comes in is totally fine to start with. And it, it needs to be basic. Your car is pretty modded and yeah. built up, but it doesn't have to be that way. Mm -hmm. So, okay, maybe I'm going too far ahead. Let's get into some basics yeah. of what you're looking for in these cars. Sure. So what do you think? Well, I just wanted to touch it like the fact, because you said you, you gotta like the car. And I think that's a super important fact. Cause like there was a G35 like sedan that mm -hmm. came up for sale. Oh, I remember that, yeah. And it was like, super nice car. Like, the car was great. It's just like, wasn't, I didn't want like a bigger body sedan. Yep. I wanted, like, it just wasn't my thing. And everyone's like, nah, you should get it, you should get it. I'm like, I don't want it. Like, I don't want it. So yeah, that was, that was like an, one of those things where it's like, yeah, I could have went and, and got that, but it might not have been like, maybe I wouldn't have really enjoyed it as much as I have been. Exactly. It's like, and eh, the car is not really what I want. You're not so. inspired to drive it. Right, yeah. But uh, anyway. Other, the question that you asked was, so basic parts of a beginner drift car. Basic parts, I think, obviously a hydro. No, I'm God kidding. Damn it. I'm totally God kidding. Damn it. <laughs> Fuck, Ryan, delete, delete that part out. I'm just so I, I do no. think though, to start with, the most important thing is low power. 
Okay. You don't need a lot of power. The absolute most I would say to start with is what like a 350Z, 370Z, mm -hmm. G35, 37, whatever comes with. Yeah. That is like the top end. You don't need a lot of power. I would even suggest you try to get something lower powered, like something with a KA or whatever, mm -hmm. like a couple hundred horsepower because, well, KA is not a couple hundred horsepower, but <laughs> it's all yeah it's, uh, but lower power be, because then you you're learning the basics this mm -hmm. is you got to learn to walk before it can run and sometimes people have to learn how to crawl before they can even walk so start lower power that also keeps things cheap right with a lower power car you're probably not going to be breaking as much stuff and by that i mean transmissions axles right uh, you're also not going to go through tires as much because mm -hmm. that gets really expensive. Yeah, I've been two. There are two events, and I still got the same rear set of tires, and they look pretty decent yet. And I'm like, dang, I like this. <laughs> yeah, it it's really nice to not yeah. have to go through tires really fast. The other thing that you're, I would say, you look for when um, after low power is basic reliability. Mm -hmm. So if the car's got dents in it, whatever. But you want the transmission to be good, the differential to be good, the engine to be good. Uh, really try to make sure there's no leaks because if there are leaks, you're gonna it's have gonna to cause issues with the track it, and everything. Exactly, the tracks awkward. that you're someone's yeah. gonna be like, hey, you're leaking, and then you have to pull off, and you have to try to fix your timing cover leak that <laughs> you can't fix the track. Yeah. Um, the I'd say the the next thing is rust would be really important we mentioned that before but just make sure it's not rusted out if you have some rust like on some fenders or paint chipped or whatever whatever That's, yeah but make sure the underside doesn't have rust mm. uh, and is clean and then i think the last one is just make sure you're comfortable in it yeah. like i know it sounds kind of weird but sometimes you've you'll get in cars and be like man this is kind of tight yeah this or, is yeah. weird little, or like i don't know something just seems short. off yeah short yeah like yeah you can make sure you can freaking fit in it like, that, <laughs> that's that's the important thing um and lastly you gotta like it like you, yeah. you absolutely you have to like the car or it's going to be a miserable experience so that said let's jump into back into some cars <laughs> s chassis i think it's a no-brainer it's a, a total win sure. if you can s13 um my opinion preferably with a, with a ka because the aftermarket's like huge yeah just, i feel like the s14s are like obviously it's right now here the closest thing you can really get to s15 so a lot of people are like oh yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go shoot for that so i think those are a little little higher in price right yeah. now because there's a lot of s13s for sale that i was like it was really close to my budget and i was like but the s14s were like way out just blowing it out of the water the other reason why i suggest an s chassis is they're really easy to work on oh, like yeah very simple there's not a lot where really no electronics or anything it's yeah, very I can, basic i can tear my whole like front suspension apart in like 20 minutes yeah it's wild it's yeah it's really <laughs> easy to work on that's important too like you're gonna work on your car um outside of s chassis i i'd say right now one of the things that i'm seeing a lot more of are the 350z's 370z's oh, yeah. Let's throw the G's in here yeah, as well, absolutely. 35s, 37s. I think those are great. Like sure. they, they make more power than you need to start with. So you're gonna have to try not to learn bad habits, mm. which a lot of people out there, <laughs> I know you, you do, and it looks stupid, but um, don't, don't like le rely on power. That's probably the, the biggest thing sure. with those. But, they have enough power where you can start with that car and then take that skill really far right. uh, if you wanted to. The kind of downside to it is a little bit more complicated. I know just to get their traction control off, there's a couple of wonky little things you have to yeah. do. 
but um, it's it's not the end of the world. They're also pretty well documented as far as like drift cars yeah. and parts wise. Right. Yeah. They've been they've been out long enough. Like I mean, shit, since two thousand four. Like, yep. Been around for a long time. People know the ins and outs of them. Again, ton of aftermarket support for the cars too. Uh, yeah, working on them, I think, does get a little bit tight. The VQ, obviously, I know has its ups and its downs for mm -hmm. things, um, as far as like reliability and oil consumption and and things like that. But um, overall, I mean, I think they're a powerhouse. I think you know they they take a freaking beating. Yes. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I've seen 350Zs just get beat on, and they they keep on coming. Yep. So oh, we got a lot. We're talking about a lot of Nissans here. That's right. Maybe we should get off of some some nah, Nissans. Just, just run it. R thirty four GT. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to keep price in mind yeah. here too, because yeah. I know you guys don't have unlimited money out there, and you're like, "Well, you're telling me an S thirteen, those are expensive. A G or three fifty Z, those are expensive." As we're saying this, remember there are deals out there. Yeah. And if you have friends that are in drifting groups, have them look for you because. People that are in drifting kind of cliques or groups, they'll sell cars to each other at a better price than absolutely just on the market. Like yeah, I, I know I, I had you looking for some some yep. stuff for me as well. Um, that that really helps and and being in those like Facebook groups and stuff now, even like the parts or wheels or stuff, they'd be like, hey, I'm, I sold the car, I don't need this stuff anymore, and they they sell it for pretty like a pretty good deal. Yeah, so. it's they are out there. You just got to know people. You can't just. Go on Facebook Marketplace. You got to talk to your friends yep. and people in the community. Don't be scared too to reach out to someone and be like, "Hey, I'm looking for an S chassis. Is there anything <laughs> that you know, like you can find?" Yeah. Because if someone's trying to sell it and then post it somewhere where you don't know, you'd be surprised how many people yeah. just don't have Facebook too. Exactly. Like, I just don't want to deal with social media. I don't want to do that. But I'm trying to sell this really nice car that I have. Yeah, <laughs> it like, happens all yeah. the time. Yep, and they have no idea what it's worth. They're just like, I just don't want to deal with it anymore. Or, I just don't want it anymore. I want something different. Yeah, like they've had or this car for 15 it's years. My grandma's car. They're yeah. out of touch with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's get away from some Nissan stuff. All right. I would say the other thing that I really, really like seeing at the track are the FRS, BRZ, yeah, yeah, yeah. GR86. Which is probably one of the biggest questions as to like why I sold my FRS. Like if I was looking to get into drifting, it was literally because the market was good. Yeah. <laughs> is yeah. all I'll say. And I was like, it wouldn't have made sense for me to go risk beating up that car or something to happen to that car because like what i sold it for justified me going and buying a car that was completely paid off that like if something happened to it it and it went down for a little bit it wasn't going to be a big deal yeah and like i i think that my frs was just a little too nice i was yeah. a little worried about obviously beating it up and, and getting like destroying it or something or something happening. And yep. I think that was one of like a mind thing that I was like, I don't want to have to worry about scratching my car yeah. if I'm out or on the drift clutch track. Kicking it yeah. Because it's nice. or, like yeah. really beating on it. So that was one of the reasons why I sold it. But I mean, with going up to like Shano and stuff like that and seeing how many are up there and how they do, honestly, yeah. I good little platforms for that they are now if your local drift track is an oval i'm sorry that sucks but <laughs> they're not going to do that great out there sure. um just because there's not a lot of power but somewhere like shauna which is a more mm -hmm. technical track they they're great like you don't need a ton of power this is a good example of you don't need a lot of power you can start with something that's honestly a little harder to drift because stock not a lot of power, yep. not a lot of angle. Yeah. So there's a lot of things working against you, but if you can start to drift that, it will make you a way better drifter. And that's not just me saying that because, oh, I've heard it or seen people do it. My IS300 did not have a lot of angle and it's a yeah. heavy car with not a ton of power. It's got good torque, but 
it teaches you all the good skills. Right. I think though with the FRS, um, BRZ, GR86, that whole family, mm -hmm. there are things you need to do to get them ready. Like I think the power steering, there's some mods you can do to that. Yeah. Uh, excuse me, the because those have electronic power steering. Um, assisted, yeah. Assisted, yeah, to, to get it to work a little bit better, yep. get a better feel to it. Yeah, same with uh, the RX-8s actually too. Oh really? Yeah, they have a electric assisted power steering, so that gets a little weird too, but. So yeah, there's some things you can do, but out of the box, they're not terrible. Uh, so you throw some coilovers yeah. on it and you and, can get and, and have again, some Again, yeah, I, I truly think that those will be the new S chassis in like 10 years. I do too. Like, you can, like where the S chassis were, I would say like maybe five, seven years ago, where there was just like, you could just go pick a handful of them yeah. for like five grand and just mash them together. Um, yeah, I think that those will be the cars in the upcoming years here. And then it'll do the same thing where it's like, oh man, all these FRSs and BRZs are just shit boxes. They're all beat up and yeah. and they're super cheap. And then it's like, oh, but if you want a really nice one, it's really expensive. 20 grand. Yeah. You know, it's like, Jesus Christ. So no, I'm excited to see the future of those platforms. Again, the aftermarket support is great for them. The engines for the most part, like if you keep them unboosted, even though it is a Subaru. Yeah. Um, they're pretty reliable. Like, yeah. They're, those like even Subaru like boosted engines. If you don't up the boost, yeah. they're pretty reliable. Yeah, and everything else on the car. I think the only really weak point on those things are the axles. You got to upgrade the axles. Yeah, the axles uh, are definitely a weak point. I know one of my friends up there. He has a stock power one, yep. and he's gone through two or three axles they, this season. They, yeah, <laughs> they barely. They are. They meet the requirement for stock power. <laughs> yeah, is, is what they did. I think he's gripped up pretty good yeah. he's a very experienced driver as far as um the the tires that he goes with but if you're yeah. running something like a 215 in the rear you should be okay but yeah you're right axles are the one thing that you're gonna have to watch out for but they're not super expensive and they're not impossible to fix right or yeah replace they're, they're, again easy cars to work on too they're they're very uh lego kit-esque yep so next one is, that i would say I don't know if I'd really recommend it, but people have done it are Miatas. Yeah. So if you can fit. Yeah, if you can fit, because Miatas are small. And you I need, don't fit. Yeah, gels does not fit. I fit, because I'm small. Um, but you need a roll bar, so keep that in mind. Yeah. But Miatas are very cool. They can very easily be done wrong mm -hmm. and be very bad, but they're kind of like the FRS. Not a lot of power, not a lot of angle stock. Really small. Though. They are very small. So if you do have a small track like Shano, it's great because yeah. it's nimble, but if you have an oval track, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> uh, so the, you can do a lot of mods for Miatas. A lot of people have driven Miatas. A lot of people have done engine swabs, boosted oh, yeah. them. They are like good, but they're not easy. Um, I haven't driven one myself, but everyone I've heard is like, like really very twitchy. Squirrely, yeah. yeah. So it can be a handful, but if you can drive that, you'll be a better driver in anything else that's, that's sure. a little bigger, a little longer wheelbase. And you're, you think like NA and B Miatas specifically or? I, have you I, seen any like the newer ones out there at all? Like a, like not much of the newer ones. No, I I would say if you can an NB, yeah. just because the NAs are kind of expensive for what they are. Yeah, the NAs I feel like have, have almost hit like the collector. Yeah, like kind of uh, category where a lot of people are saying they want to keep them as stock as possible. Yep. That's their weekend cruiser, like kind of thing. And I I also think the NAs are they're cool, but they're a little overplayed sometimes. Sure. Uh, some of my friends, uh, like Zach, has a really, really cool mm -hmm. NA Miata. I love it. He's doing some cool stuff to it. 
but the NB I don't think is really getting enough love and the prices on those for what they are. So like a little bit more modern. So like you do have some creature comforts in there, right, yeah. um, but they're still not difficult mm -hmm. to work on. Yeah. No, I, I honestly <clears throat> do really like the look of the NBs too. I think the, that is probably my favorite generation of the Miata other outside of like the newest one. I really like the newest one too, but yeah, I do too. I haven't seen any of those out there. I think just because they're expensive. Yeah. I don't imagine it's, Probably kind of like what you're talking about with like the 350Zs and stuff like that. It's hard to make it do what you yeah. want it to do. So, and I think the crowd buying it is yeah. not like, oh, I want to drift. Yeah, the these. people buying the brand new Miatas. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, you know, six-year-old dudes out there drifting. Yeah. All right, so let's jump over to Europe. Okay, I, got to I know you have a real soft spot for three series BMWs on the track. Okay. <laughs> So BMW. Yeah, yeah, what about it? All right, there are a lot of them out there. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> if you love them, that's fine. Okay. I think they can be a fine first drift car a to, fine to drift get you car. out there to the track. Okay. There is a lot, I don't say a lot. There are some things you need to do to get them drift ready, like things to make sure your subframe doesn't like crack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, they're good cars and everyone who has one just loves the way they handle. I mean, mm -hmm. um, watching Adam LZ and his uh, E36 BMW, he just all the time talks about, I love the way this thing drives, it's yeah. great. And it, BMW does make good cars, like they make good driver's cars. For drifting, I don't know. Like, yeah. it, there's a lot you need to do to them in my opinion. And I think there are some better Japanese options out there. But with everyone buying E36s, because they're freaking cheap, they're kind of like the S chassis right yeah. now, um, it makes it so there's a large AF market and a support network out there to help you with stuff. Sure. I, I don't know. I'm not going to say go and get one. I would rather see you guys go get something Japanese, because I do think that is kind of the, the real, like, true heart of drifting. Uh, and also, a lot of those Japanese cars, you can keep it with that chassis and run with it a little bit longer, sure. in my opinion. So now we just pissed off all the BMW yeah. fanboys out there. I mean, I, I've owned an E36, and I did really like the car, even though it was a pile of shit. Um, I did really like the car. It was fun to drive, and I could see why, obviously, people would go staying them. They are mm -hmm. super affordable, especially like the um, like a higher mileage, like E46, yeah. too. Um, pretty affordable, I mean, but like you said, I being in that group and like doing stuff to the car and things like that. It was like, yeah, I know like the, the subframes are like a weak point and they, they like to crack or break or just whatever. And uh, yeah, like you said, I think, I think they can handle it really well. I think you can do it. Obviously people have been doing it, but it, I think it does require a little more work or modifications to do it correctly. Otherwise yep. it's just going to be really straining on the car. Yeah, it's it, they're good cars. Like I have a lot of friends that have really cool E36s. Yeah, because you can get you can get a straight six <clears throat> rear-wheel drive manual car for pretty cheap that puts on a decent amount of power. It is balanced well. I honestly look pretty decent. Yeah. I like the E36. You can make them look E46. super cool. Uh, not a, to make it look like basically an R32 sedan. That's my yeah. pro tip. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the 
B36s, though, I will say one thing. If you can get your hands on like an M car, like an M3 or whatever, yeah. 100%. Like, I have seen the absolute piss beaten out of those, oh, yeah. and they just keep coming. Those are great. Like, it's just... Like your 325i. Yeah, we're being a little cautious here, and anyone, especially my friends there, if you listen to this, and you're like, what the fuck, dude? I have one of those. <laughs> like, I, when you're first getting into drifting, the allure of an E36, like, oh, rear-wheel drive manual... A lot of the people listening to this are going to be looking at a really cheap, like super base spec model that is not probably what they should be looking yeah. at. Yeah, I had a three twenty-five. Yeah, I had fun. They're fun, but <laughs> I if you if in your area if you have a lot of E thirty-six guys, get one. That's the other. That's the thing I'm sure, going to say. Like there. have have a have people you can go to for yes. help. Okay. So if you're the only E thirty-six there or one of the few and you don't know anyone. I'd be careful because you're going to rely on Google for this, and there's a lot of misinformation out there. But if you have an E36 guys at the track, and one of them can take it under their wing, do it. Like I, I think it's fine. E46, I think those are really cool looking cars. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I always thought the E46 was Those have really grown on me. I used to not car. like them that much, but I, I feel like, I don't know, something had, like they've all aged and have really like kind of grown to Dude, the together. E46 M3 looks so killer. Yeah, they do. Um, also, all these cars avoid an engine swap if you can, because uh, <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a whole yeah. nothing we can get into. Yeah, not to mention because they're they're older, and if the engine's been swapped, you don't know who did it or when or how many times it's been swapped and what yeah. else was done and what works, what doesn't work. It sucks. It's wild. Uh, all right, we so we jumped over to Europe. Um, is there anything else in Europe that you think's worth mentioning? Hmm. Not that I can really think of. I don't know if there's really... Is there any, like, older, like, Mercedes or anything that people really no. kind of do anything with? I think, yeah, I think, like, the, the three series BMWs are, are it. Like, those are kind of the go-to. I can't... I'm probably forgetting one, and we're just going to get Yeah, so I was going to get mad, but sorry. That sorry. sucks. Uh, <laughs> going back to America, I have not seen as many of these of the tracks I thought I would, but the... Um, S1, SN195 Mustangs okay. and the SN197 Mustangs. Sure. So those two groups of Mustangs, which both of them had the 4.6 in it for the most part. Mm -hmm. I think the SN95 actually for the first year had like a 5.0 yeah. like option or, or ability. But the 4.6 um, Mustangs is what we're talking about. Those uh, I think are really fine first drift cars. There are some things you have to do to it. A Fox body I think is like great too but you okay. have to do a lot of work to yeah. it they're also really expensive right now yeah um but those four six mustangs i think are, are good beginner drift cars i had a guy we did a drift day 101 i jumped in the car with him and he had a bone stock mustang gt and he was freaking ripping like that car was great and yeah. it, it's got way more power and torque than you need but it doesn't have a lot of angle so that kind of like helps you counter that but i think those cars are are good there's not an immense amount of stuff you really need to get to doing i'd say suspension and diff is probably the most important thing but other than that like they're they're good i they might not look the coolest um but i think you can actually make the s197 look really dope yeah i actually really like that generation i think probably because of need for speed but that mm -hmm. might you know be a little biased but yeah i like those cars those are it's interesting that i guess i've never the only one that i've seen is uh, I remember Cadell sent over some pictures one time. Oh, and there was yeah, one in on Japan. like there was one on like T37s like hanging with him, and I was yeah. like, that's wild. Yeah, like it's in Japan on T37s, like that's cool. Yeah, those those cars can do well, but most people who are buying them aren't using them for drifting. Right. Uh, which I kind of kind of like one of those odd things to see, but yeah, kind of cool. 
So what people are gonna be mad that we didn't mention, because that honestly, that's kind of my, what I would say is the pool you could swim around yeah. in. So the S chassis, the 350, 370Z, G35, G37, that family, mm -hmm. FRS, BRZ, GR86. Miata. Miata can be in there too. E36, I'd say can be in there as well. And then those, the 4.6 Mustang. Mustangs. Um, well, people are gonna be like, whoa, you didn't put this in there, Corvettes. Too expensive, too much power, like right off the bat. Sure. I wouldn't say that for a, for a first drift car. They're, that can be fine, but um, not it. Anything right-hand drive or like R32, Ooh, yeah. like too expensive, kind of hard to work on if you And that's gonna be awkward too if you've never driven a right-hand drive car before and then trying to drive it like that. Things are mm -hmm. on the opposite side, but yeah. that's gotta be a little awkward. Uh, RX-7s, people are gonna be mad mm -hmm. about that. I think an FC RX-7 would be a phenomenal uh, first drift car. Yeah, if they weren't like 30 grand right yeah. now. That's, <laughs> it's just expensive for one that's gonna work You're, you're well. gonna want like a turbo two. Yeah, because, or a snowmobile powered one. Yeah, or a snowmobile powered one. <laughs> I think, yeah, because you're going to want something with, a, if you're going rotary, I think obviously a turbo is going to help because they just suffer so much in the torque. Yeah, and, and if you can drive an NA one, like you're you're a man or a woman, I guess, if you're a girl. But um, <laughs> One man. Yeah, but it's that's a it's a challenging one to start out with out of the gate. Um, what else are people going to be mad that we didn't mention, Gels? RX-8s. RX-8s. Actually, uh, I really want an RX-8. I, if you can get an RX-8 at a decent price, which they're still out there. Which you can right now. They I, are out there. I would throw that into the good drift first drift car category. Sure. So let's add one in there. RX-8s are in there. Okay. Because the, the power band makes you work for it. Sure. The stock angle is kind of sucky, but you just a little bit more angle and mm -hmm. you'd be having a lot of fun, but you don't really need it. And the good thing though is the chassis is phenomenal. Oh like, yeah, that is a great chassis. Those things are chassis. built. Yeah, the suspension setups on those things are wild. Like, yeah, obviously there's like 30 different arms and trailing arms and control arms and the multi-link toe arms and yeah, it's just all multi-link in the rear. It's, it's tough, but if you're starting out, you shouldn't really have to touch it. Just make sure it works. Yeah, and the, the RX8 would be a very rewarding first drift yeah, car, especially if like you're one mm -hmm. of those guys that wants to get into a rotary. Like I was, I wanted to get into a rotary. It was like FD is like my, my goal at some point. And it's like, but I really want to get an understanding of the rotary platform. Yeah. RX-8s are a great way to do that, hands down across the board, because they're really cheap right now. Like you can find them pretty much everywhere. It really gets you hands on with it because most of the time what happens is like, oh yeah, selling it because it, it won't start. The engine's blown, apex seals are shot. And it's like, no, your spark plugs are bad or yeah. your coils are shit or you flooded it. And like, you can literally get a really good running, really nice shape RX-8 for like a thousand dollars because people think the engine's blown and that's really not, so. I think another one, people would be like, what about IS-300s? I mean, yeah, Sam, you have an IS-300. I think they're phenomenal cars. I, I love the like way mine is. secondary car? Uh, I would say they're good. It'd be fine to start with if you can find one because the yeah, a factory close. manual is a lot of money right now. They've gotten and expensive. a manual swap one is still a lot of money. I just think there's better options for less money sure. that you can do. If you can if you can find one, do it. I think cost is taking it yeah, off the list. I, you're right, because I did throw that in my loop of searching around too, because I searched for months yeah. like to find something. And I was really picky. Um, yeah, and I, I threw that in there, and those were all like 13, 15K for a there, manual. People just ask a lot of money yeah. for them, um, for, for what they're worth right now. 
then it honestly, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, it'd be sick. I'd want like a Chaser or JZX or yeah, whatever. Like, yeah. yeah, that'd be dope, but not for a first drift car because <laughs> it's expensive and like yeah. it's, they're good cars, but it's just a lot of money, I think, for what, what you guys are looking yeah, for. Yeah, I think obviously the trap that a lot of people fall into, they want the really, really cool shit right away. <clears throat> I mean, I see it all the time, even in like the RC community. It's like, you know, someone say like oh man i really want to get into flying i'm like okay like cool i'll, I'll help you yeah. like but the, this is the path that you should follow they're like no i want to go get a jet right away or i want to go get like a warbird right away and i'm like don't do that because you're gonna crash it right away you're gonna spend 500 dollars on it and you're gonna be super pissed that you crashed 500 dollars right away yeah they're like no 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 i'm like go get the trainer and then get like a secondary trainer and then you can go get like your more advanced if you want to get into like a warbird or a jet something like that yeah they never listen. And they go get a jet right away and they smash it in the ground like this is stupid and then they give up on it. I'm like, yep. damn, only if someone would have told you Crazy. not to do that. Crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I totally get it. Everyone wants the shiny object at the end of the road and that's what they want to go get right away and, but don't realize that it's either really expensive, actually requires a, a certain skill set to do, yep. or you know it's just hard to get. Yeah, it's... It's tough, and the biggest thing is your friends. If you got friends that have mm -hmm. one of these cars that we said might not be a good choice, but they can help you with it, that makes it a better choice than probably the other ones. Mm -hmm. That's just kind of the reality of it is. So, should we recap it really quick? Yeah, again? Yeah, absolutely. So okay. we got, starting off with the S chassis. Yep. We got the three, or the Z and G, the Zs and Gs. Yep. So your G35, seven, 350Z. Um, Miatas, mm -hmm. we got the, well, the mid-2000s Mustangs. Yep. E36. E36s. RX8s. I Ryan, did we forget was, one? That was about it. I think it's about it. FRS BRZ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, whoa. We've got Ew. a big one. Yeah, probably, honestly, if so if I were to push any of those or recommend, I'd say FRS BRZ. That's what yeah. I would really, really recommend. Yeah, you can find some, like, higher mileage ones for a really good deal, honestly. Yep. The, the lower mileage ones are, are pretty pricey right now because that's what a lot of people are looking for. Um, but yeah, if you can find a one that's maybe a little scratched up, dinged up a little bit of higher miles, probably like 90 to a hundred thousand, it'll do just fine. Those engines yep. are, are, like I said, pretty and You reliable. will come out of that a better driver than a lot of people that started with something more powerful. I guarantee it. It's going to be a struggle though. You'll get through it. You'll get through it. Cool. Well, if you guys <laughs> have any questions or things you want us to talk about, drop a comment. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this on Spotify, open up your Instagram, slide into our DMs. Yeah. Ask us some questions. Let us know what you want to hear us talk about because we, uh, we have a lot of topics we want to talk about, but we want to just talk about things that you guys want to hear about. Absolutely. So if you're looking for wheels, tires, suspension, we got you covered. Come on over to NoviWheels.com. I'm Sam. I'm Jess. See you guys. Bye.